Good afternoon. This is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan, here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update. Today is Monday, September the 28th, and my mission as MLA for Cumberland North is to serve you, the people of Cumberland North, to influence public policy for the greater good, to promote you, the people and our area, to grow our economy and our GDP, our gross domestic product, to improve our population health and to work towards us having world-class healthcare services. And I believe that is absolutely, well, all of them are attainable goals. So that is my mission and my purpose that I strive to achieve each and every day of the week. This week in politics is interesting, certainly nationally, as we wait. I think today we're likely going to see a vote on the speech through the throne and it'll be interesting to see what the federal NDP party does, if they will vote in favor of the speech of the throne or not. And if they do not, of course, that is going to trigger a federal election. So we'll see what happens in the next 24 hours. We'll either be um, working on a federal election or not. And if it doesn't happen now, I would suspect it'll likely happen in the spring. And then, of course, provincially, after Premier McNeil gave his resignation a couple of months ago, we're all waiting with abated breath to see who is going to run for the Liberal leadership. And we have less than two weeks before their deadline. No one has stepped up to offer to run for the leadership of the Liberal Party, which is quite fascinating to, to watch. So we're it's an interesting time in politics for sure, right here in Nova Scotia and in all of Canada. Let's talk about here in Cumberland North. Today, I'm in my office. I have several meetings, including with the new president of the credit union, community credit union of Colchester and Cumberland, Rotary Club of Amherst meeting, provincial volunteer awards, which is going to be done this year over uh, virtually over the internet. And so thank you to all of our amazing volunteers that we have in our community. Also this afternoon meeting with the Cumberland Healthcare Foundation and also have other private meetings with constituents. One of uh, one meeting is with business owner or manager rather, who's very frustrated with the lack of speed and priority that government have for approving exemptions for workers coming in from outside of the Atlantic bubble for business. This has happened several times with several businesses, just even here in Cumberland North, where equipment failures have happened on large pieces of equipment and the delay that they are experiencing while they're waiting for repair persons to come from outside of the Atlantic bubble, people that have the experience and expertise to repair this equipment, the government are taking up to 14 days to approve this worker to come in to fix their equipment, which is clearly too long. Business cannot wait 14 days uh, when production is down, especially when thousands of dollars are being lost uh, every day. So I've asked government to speed up this process. Uh, In each case, every business that I'm working with, they're putting safety first, making sure that safety measures are put in place to reduce the risk of any any transmission of COVID-19 in the event that the person was a carrier. Uh, so that they would come in, not come in close contact with anyone while they're here getting the work done, getting this needed work done. So business must go on. We need government to be more expedient in approving these exemptions needed for business owners. 
and um, continue to, to work on that. Tomorrow, I'll be attending meetings with community stakeholders with Cumberland Kids, which is a group of very um, hardworking professionals for a community that, that meet on a regular basis to talk about measures of how we can make things better in our community. And tomorrow, there are three mothers who are doing a presentation to them on putting up this program, this social enterprise that will help those that are recovering from mental illness and addictions in our communities. And it's a business model to help those in recovery to reintegrate back to be successful in our workforce. It's very much needed. The number one issue I'm hearing from business owners and have over the last couple of years is the lack of uh, people to hire. There, there simply is a real shortage of workers in all areas, in all sectors and industries. And then tomorrow I'll <clears throat> be meeting with employees um, working with the homelessness strategy and they'll be meeting with my staff while I go to Pugwash to attend a milestone celebration, which is a special announcement uh, by the Minister of Health, Randy Delory, in Pugwash. We are assuming it will be the official announcement, once again, of the breaking of the ground to build the new construction, the new hospital in Pugwash. Very exciting for the people who have been waiting, waiting a long time for this. <clears throat> then I'm off to visit Lisa Betts at the Pugwash Village Commission and have another meeting with another family in the Pugwash area. Wednesday, I have to drive to Halifax to attend our caucus meeting one to five. And then Thursday, I'll be attending the Treaty Day flag raising at Government House. That is where the Lieutenant Governor lives in the province of Nova Scotia. And Treaty Day <clears throat> is an important day that we recognize. It's celebrated here in Nova Scotia annually on October the 1st every year in recognition of the treaties that, have, that were signed between the British Empire and the Mi'kmaq people. The first treaty was signed in 1725, <clears throat> excuse me, after Father Rael's war. When the English arrived uh, in Mi'kma'ki, the Mi'kmaq people and the Crown signed treaties of peace and friendship so that we could live in harmony and peace. Mi'kma'ki is the Mi'kmaq homeland that includes present-day Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, central and eastern New Brunswick, and the Gaspé Peninsula in Newfoundland. The 1752 Treaty showed the Crown's intentions to make peace, providing trading posts, and to protect the land and way of life for the Mi'kmaq people. Then the next day, Thursday, I will attend virtually my first national uh, board meeting for Equal Voice Canada. I'm looking forward to contributing to work to get more women elected in all three levels of government here in this country. And Friday, I have appointments in my MLA office uh, scheduled for all day in Amherst on Friday. And then Saturday, we have a couple of events happening here in Cumberland North that I'd like to share with you about. On Saturday, October the 3rd, we have a field day and woodland tour where we will celebrate the Woodland Owner of the Year here in our area. And that, that award goes to Norman and Stacy Popin. They have their woodland in Shinnemacass, which is right here in Cumberland North. I'm so proud of them for winning Central Region and Provincial Woodland Owner of the Year for 2020. So that field day and woodland tour is Saturday, October the 3rd, between 9 and 1 p.m. And I know Norman and Stacy welcome you to go to their property and have a tour and learn more about forestry and the great work that they and other woodland owners are doing right here in Cumberland North and throughout the region, really. 
I'd also like to let you know about the first annual Turkey Show and Sale, which is scheduled for this Saturday, October the 3rd at 1 p.m. It'll be happening at 16784 Fort Lawrence Road. And the Turkey Association, the Fort Lawrence and Jollicure Turkey Association, uh, which is organized, the event is organized by Ben Bacon, Forrest McQuaid, and Scott Dixon. And they welcome you. All of the proceeds, all of the profits will be going to the food bank. So looking forward this weekend uh, myself to certainly attending and supporting both of these events in my constituency. Last week in politics, last week in Cumberland North, I was able to uh, work in my constituency office and work here in Cumberland the whole week. I didn't have to travel outside, which was great, uh, because on Wednesday, I was able to attend my caucus meeting virtually over Zoom. Some of the items that I worked on last week included, but it's not everything, but included a very important work around paramedics and lack of ambulance access, uh, emergency access, 911. Uh, the issue that's been long-standing, where our local school gymnasiums <clears throat> um, often have a lack of access for community groups. Some of you may remember when several of our elementary school gyms were built, many people, many residents paid an extra area tax. Uh, an area tax rate was applied to your property taxes to create an extra fund to pay for enhanced. Uh, gyms and enhanced sized gyms that there then could be used by the community. When over the years, many community groups have found it very challenging sometimes to access these gyms. So we're looking for ways to improve this as well. Other areas that I worked on included issues with Workers' Compensation Board, oyster farming, healthcare access, and lack of COVID-19 testing. I'd like to talk for a moment about that. I'm continuing to receive several complaints that uh, people are waiting up to eight days for COVID-19 testing. It's certainly not acceptable. And I'm listening to the national news. They're complaining that people have to wait in Ontario for up to six to seven hours in lineup. Where We're waiting here in Nova Scotia, here in Cumberland North, some people up to eight days for COVID-19 testing. I believe strongly that COVID-19 testing should be made available within 24 hours of someone having symptoms. This will lessen the amount of time the students are out of school and that adults are out of work, off work. And currently here in Nova Scotia, we're seeing a, a huge urban-rural disparity. And those living in urban Nova Scotia, such as Halifax and Dartmouth, can receive a COVID-19 test within 24 hours while those in my constituency of Cumberland North, rural Nova Scotia, are waiting up to eight days. These long times for testing, these long wait times, only worsen the urban-rural economic divide. It's exasperating for the people living here in Cumberland North. And, and I want to share with you why this is so important. If people, one of the ways of preventing community spread of COVID-19 is early identification of cases, early identification of the disease, then you can ensure that people are isolating and quarantining so that there's not continuation of spread. You can think about it. If someone did come in contact with COVID-19, developed symptoms, and went about their business not knowing that they were positive, they could be spreading the virus throughout the community while they're waiting for those eight days. And ideally, if you have any COVID-19 symptoms that you would self-isolate, but we know, healthcare professionals know, that there's a certain percentage of the population that carry the virus that are asymptomatic, meaning no symptoms at all, 
but are positive for the virus. And those, uh, that's a huge concern. So testing remains critical. And all healthcare professionals that, I, that I'm listening to are saying that testing is one of the most important ways that we can uh, prevent further spread of this virus. And we all know here in Cumberland North and throughout Cumberland County, we have yet to have even one positive case. But we don't want, once we do have that first positive case, we want to make sure that the testing is done immediately so that we can have prevention of community spread. So optimal early containment of the virus is very, very important. Um, Public health need to be able to identify cases and then do the proper contact tracing and enforce isolation um, of those cases when people are positive. So that can only be done through testing. So I will continue to address that very important issue with our government. You know, some of you are probably wondering why we're not in the legislature and I, and it's, it's, it is challenging to have your voices uh, heard, your concerns heard when we're not when we're not sitting in our legislature down in Halifax. And unfortunately, the, the Speaker of the House has not recalled the legislature. Uh, we're waiting and waiting and waiting. In the last two years, we were in the legislature by the second week of September. And we're still waiting. But I continue to work on the issues that are of concern to you and that are important for our provincial government. Uh, I just have to do it from Cumberland North and and from our office in Halifax. But ideally, we should be sitting in the legislature right now and debating the important issues and policy and legislation um, for the people of Nova Scotia. Uh, I also worked on one area last week. It's my critic area, and that's called Nova Scotia Lands. And Nova Scotia Lands is a provincial crown corporation whose mandate is to access and where required, remediate and redevelop crown-owned properties throughout the province. So I did some work in that area last week, and it, it kind of came up spurred on by the fact that the old Truro Hospital was finally being demolished and several people in that area are interested in acquiring that land for redevelopment. The properties that Nova Scotia lands would be looking at are often abandoned quarries, coal mines, and areas encroached upon by residential and industrial areas. They're also responsible for the cleanup of Boat Harbor, the uh, cleanup of any uh, old gold mines or other mines throughout the province, the Port Mersey Commercial Park, Harborside Commercial Park, the Open Hearth Park throughout the province. Um, they're also um, working on updating government-owned land inventory and making sure that the database and uh, all assets are listed for government-owned properties, which is inter- interesting. And the other huge project, which I'm very interested in, is Nova Scotia Lands is also responsible for overseeing the redevelopment of the QE2 redevelopment and the new hospital builds in Cape Breton. So I'm looking forward to going to Cape Breton in the near future to visit and get an update in person on that project there. I'd like to give everyone a pandemic update for the province of Nova Scotia. As of yesterday, we don't have um, today's today's report yet. But as of September 27th, Nova Scotia has only one case of COVID-19 and there were no new cases identified on Saturday. 
To date, Nova Scotia has had 92, over 92,000 negative test results, 1,087 positive case results, and 65 deaths. One person in the entire province right now is currently hospitalized in ICU. We are watching a growing number of cases of COVID-19 coronavirus across Canada. Our, currently, our numbers are remain very low here in Atlantic Canada. And we need to push for improved access to testing. We need to continue our physical distancing when in public. Wear masks in public spaces. Wash your hands with soap and water. Clean and sanitize anything that someone else has come into contact with. And of course, if you're feeling sick, to make sure that you stay home and isolate. Call 811, request a test, and request it to happen as quickly as possible. If you have any symptoms of COVID-19, fever and a cough, and or other symptoms such as runny nose and headache, please call 811 and seek medical advice. I would like to wish everyone celebrating a birthday this week a happy birthday. And today I'd like to wish Dawn Simmons a happy birthday. Dawn used to work for me in one of my business. She was an amazing registered massage therapist. And I hope that she has a special day today. Also like to wish Mark Buskey a happy birthday this week. He's celebrating on the 30th. And Amy McDonald. Amy also used to work for me back in the Amherst Family Health Clinic. And she now runs the surgical clinic at our Cumberland Regional Healthcare Center and manages the appointments for our insurgents. So happy birthday, Amy McDonald. She has a birthday on October the 2nd. And she is one special woman. I, I will say that. I'd also like to extend my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one at this time. I'd like to specifically mention the family of Linda Brenda Gogan, as well as the family of Terry McDonald. Please accept my sympathies to those families, as well as anyone else who may have lost a loved one at this time. As I close off today, I want to mention that I recently had some work done by a professional named Patrick Manifold. Patrick is has a company named Nova Social Media and Marketing Company. And he was able to redo my website so that it's easier to navigate and hopefully easier for people to, to reach me and, and contact me when they have concerns. I'm also using the website to promote the people in the area, which is part of my mission statement. And so my goal is to promote the people, uh, the businesses of Cumberland North, as well as any tourism um, and all of our beautiful destination sites right here in Cumberland North. So if you have anything you'd like to see me highlight on my MLA website, please contact my office. My phone number is 902-661-2288. And feel free just to, to visit the website, take a look at it. It's esmithmacrossonmla.ca. And we would love to have your input on that. Please share it far and wide. I will be promoting the website in other parts of Canada. And the goal is to attract more people and businesses here to Cumberland North so that we can grow. We need to focus on rebuilding our economy while protecting our health during this pandemic. And I am certainly focused on doing just that very thing. So I'd like to thank 107.9 CFTA 107.9 and Mr. Ron Bickle for providing me with this opportunity to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update. Have a great week. Take care of yourself and take care of others.